Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Oh, tonight we got them. Goldie, the Sulk, and JC. First joke of the day. Yeah. First joke of the day. Oh boy, I had to make sure I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you had it last week in a different way. But I just want to say, way to start off your fifties with first joke of the day in five <laughs> seconds. So, for those of you who listen to our show, you know, Goldie's birthday was as of this recording yesterday. Yeah. So Big now all, all the identity thieves can go to town on me. Thank you so <laughs> much. They come. You've entered the free. Oh, right. They have. I hope none of your passwords are your birthday. But don't worry. They oh, won't do they're that, all just my birthday. <laughs> Idiot. How was it? How was the day? How, how, what'd you do? Well, <laughs> one thing about having kids is I've finally realized you can't have a good time unless your children are having a good time. So if Ooh, I yeah. did what I wanted to do, it would have been miserable. <laughs> right. What did you want to do? Well, first, I had to work. So thanks, pal. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that big day on. <laughs> so I worked a full day. Oh. Full day oh, on no. Zoom. So that Wait. was great. Wait, which room were you? You were in a gag pass room, I was right? in a oh, gag a, pass, so there was that's no a full day. leaving early or like, <laughs> I think we're done. Day. It was oh, God. right till the end, from God. the beginning till the end. Oh, I feel so bad. Our room was done in like an hour. God. Yeah, oh, thanks man. for getting me in on that. I appreciate it. Because you turned know. 50 yesterday too, right? I, I didn't think it Oh, no, you them. didn't? Oh, so you just... It was not special, and you worked an hour. Okay. <laughs> well, I worked all day, so uh, you know, my my. Well, I woke up, and my kids had, and and my my wife had put you know balloons in the living room. That was fun, and I my kids had written me very nice little cards. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then you know, one thing, no one really gave me anything, but one thing, I, I purposely remain unknowable to everyone in my life to <laughs> avoid that. So that nice. JC, by the way, I want to say on air. Gave me a lovely and thoughtful <laughs> podcast-based gift. Unbelievable. Which she, I, I arrived home. I was on a trip. I arrived home, and on my doorstep were the top five snacks from my top five list. That's an oh, unbelievable that's so nice. And it was one of the most thoughtful things anyone's ever given me, because I loved oh, all of them. And, oh. of course, my kids rated them. Right. So back to what I was saying, oh, my kids. Oh, plus the gum. I put the gum. The gum was incredible. I know, Thank but you. Because after the snack, the, the salty flavorful spicy snacks the gum cleared oh. up the monster breath yeah there's nothing better than gum pulling crumbs out of your teeth yeah that's my dental care plan yeah. anyway well, so birthday. uh having realized i would not have a good time if my kids were not having a good time rather than like plan a nice dinner somewhere where i liked i just said you know what let's go to universal city so yeah which my kids have been begging me to do. So I really don't like rides. <laughs> I find them awful to be on. They scare me. I yeah. get perturbed. <laughs> I go into fight or flight. <laughs> so as we approached each ride, I pretended to have diarrhea. <laughs> so that I, and so my kids just Happy think I had birthday, diarrhea. And, and, but, but the truth is, <laughs> as, we, as we all know on this podcast, in life, I have diarrhea until the exact moment I need it. Right. And then it right. <laughs> so diarrhea, I did not have diarrhea. Your diarrhea is not your ally. It is your <laughs> no. true enemy. No. Ugh. So, you know, I bet that, you know, the second truth is, is that as this birthday approached and it became like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I don't know if you felt the same way, JC, and, and maybe Alec, you're feeling it. It's, there's so much pressure on mm-hmm. it. And, and the actual intensity of the of the emotion is so great 
that had I tried to make a big, meaningful event out of it, I, I think I would have been just overwhelmed, yeah. which I didn't want to be. Like, yeah. that was the only thing I didn't want to be was just emotionally overwhelmed. And so I just kind of kept it light on its feet and had yeah. the day. And, and yeah. now I feel like I can slow play whatever the significance of this yeah. day that's, yeah. that's the beauty yeah. of turning 50. You get yeah, you to make those choices. You didn't, yeah. you didn't stutz it up is what you're saying. No. <laughs> okay, I, it, it just honestly, the few times it kind of hit me, the significance, that it was so momentous and, you know, with, you know, my dad being gone and you think of all these people you've known and people who are gone and yeah. all that's happened and you just go like, I, I don't want to face <laughs> any of that. I can't face that. Yes. Remember. Can't face it and also have fun. So I'm just going to try to choose fun. Awesome. Oh, I, I feel like you wait until you're on here to really start thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> then, well, well, good. By the way, I wanted to just circle back to the last week briefly and say, Goldie, thank you. You let us on yeah. an absolute emotional explosion. Yeah. The, uh, that was just a really awesome, awesome to listen it's back important. to. It was yeah. great. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Again, I spared myself. Are you listening to it? Oh, <laughs> no, you were great. And you really yeah, got you. us all. Well, I just wanted there. to also say, Alec, thank you for that brief birthday text. <laughs> you, you missed it before because you're my well first of all i posted on instagram main you feed did. a Thank good you. picture yeah, of and as i said i said get get ready for your least popular post ever <laughs> no our podcast occupies that space my friend you were way more we're popular yes. yeah oh god you trounced our podcast on there but I will say, I, and I haven't seen you in person uh, yet, since because I was back east. Lucky you, my, <laughs> yucky you. So, uh, but I will. I think I'm going to see you. I don't know, probably tomorrow. And I do have a gift oh, for no. you. Oh. It is not nearly as thoughtful or cool as JC's <laughs> gift, but it is far more expensive. Well, so, listen, you've you've always been very generous to me, and and the. I wish you the biggest gift would be to just give me nothing so I don't have to reciprocate it. <laughs> <laughs> if you return it to, right now and don't give it to me, that it's would too be late. Non, but the But I word, also... The word non-refundable came up. I also, you know, I had kind of been in New Orleans for my nephew's wedding over the weekend, so yeah. it, that felt, in a way, like a birthday excursion. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I had something happen at the hotel. I want, I want to... I oh, want to good. give you guys a quiz. Good. Okay. So we're staying at the Windsor Court Hotel in New Orleans, which I, I just Ooh. want to say was a very nice and Ladida. Hotel. Uh, fancy hotel. Yes. Uh, American Express Fine Hotels and Resorts. They treat you right. Ooh. So. <laughs> MBN. Um, MBN. The first, it, it was. <laughs> it was very nice. <laughs> so the first night I was going into the hotel, there were maybe, first, as we entered the hotel, Bomb sniffing dogs. Ooh. Yes. Okay. So you go, something's <laughs> happening here. Someone's coming. I don't know. As we're entering the hotel, I'm not exaggerating. I want to say 40 black SUVs down the street, sirens, Whoa. streets closed off, 50 security people in identical blazers. <laughs> now, I, I want you to take three guesses okay. as to who possibly all this hoopla could be for. Well, I'll do I'll do the naked gun guess of Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so no. Okay, all right. This for comedy. I did that one. Yeah. All right. So, wow, JC, do you have uh, any thoughts? On well, the thing is, he's got a smile. So I was I was gonna be say like Obama, but it's no. Well, let me see. No, <laughs> LSU football coach Brian Kelly. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, all right. We I have one more guess, but I'm not gonna get it, am I? Is uh, it a politician? I don't want to say because oh, I, oh, I yeah. just I ha, no. I want to talk oh, about yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. who okay, third guess okay. third guess John Cougar Mellencamp. Ooh. Oh come on man, that's like the Kokomo. <laughs> that's like Kokomo. Guesses. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that one. like Kokomo? Do a real one. <laughs> okay. Uh, um. Let's see. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, all right. No. What? Why are these bad guesses? I <laughs> no, don't know who not. the fuck I, it they're is. They're not. There. JC, do you have any any more guesses? I was gonna. Yeah, say... JC, you humiliate yourself for a minute. Exactly. Trump Jr. No. 
Oh, okay. see, why, why are these all bad guesses? <laughs> I'm going to save you guys from, from yourselves because I want to I want to go through the thought process I went through. The thought process was okay. like I, when I say like 40 SUV, I mean, that's a lot of cars. So I, I said, 40, is yeah. Biden in town? Oh, what? Why did that cross my Turns mind? out it, it, it wasn't okay. Biden. So you say like Kamala Harris or and it, it wasn't. OK, so then you start thinking like, is this a celebrity? And then like. People like Tom Cruise or DiCaprio, they they don't have 40 SUVs. Like, they might roll three deep, two, three deep, and 50 security people. No. So, and then you go, like, Warren Buffett or something, and it's like, no, you know, Jeff Bezos, no. Like, they still, real celebrities, even they can't roll that deep. Yeah, Yeah, I'm so curious. All this security was for Emmanuel Macron, the French (laughs) president. So I I was thinking, like, here's a guy who couldn't be murdered if he wanted to in New Orleans. Uh, He couldn't be recognized. You can walk around. I have a greater percentage (laughs) chance of getting recognized from Twitter in America than Emmanuel Macron has of being recognized anywhere. No one knows who this is. You could be sitting next to him. He could say, I'm Emmanuel Macron, and there's no American, no American, who would know who or what that was. And it was like, is this for show to show us, totally. like, the French president? We can, yes. Like, no one has any feeling or knowledge of who the French president was. It was totally absurd. Oh, God, that's hilarious. Well, first of all, I will say that uh, France and Louisiana do have a special relationship. Well, that was why he was there, because yeah, he had done a state dinner with Biden, right. and then he, he came to some cultural center to talk about the special connection of Louisiana yeah. used to be France. But right, it's a yeah, you should 150 <laughs> years ago, not now. <laughs> the second part of my my New Orleans trip I wanted to talk about cuz the the wedding was in Baton Rouge. The bride is from Louisiana and so you know, very Louisiana themed ceremony like c- clearly Cajun Creole influences and whatever the relate. So the the he wasn't a priest. I don't know. The guy doing the ceremony who's a religious person, preacher, okay. I don't know. <laughs> Minister. Um, started, you know, doing the normal stuff about Jesus and whatever. And, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, you know, kind of like eyeballing my phone out of frame. Yeah. And then um, he, 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 he says, and, and also there's a story uh, I think relates about Boudreaux and Thibodeau. And at that point, <laughs> just a... Uh, a big <laughs> laughter of recognition from oh, the audience. An Has anyone heard? Joke. Have you guys have heard of Boudreaux and Thibodeau? No, but it sounds so gloriously Louisiana <laughs> that it's hilarious. So apparently, like Boudreaux and Thibodeau, it's it's like these two fucking doofuses, right? So like they're these instructive tales of like you know it was like Boudreaux's looking at the Sears catalog. <laughs> And and sees the woman modeling clothes and says, I'll order her. And then all the clothes arrive and Thibodeau says, like, when's the bride get that? Like, it was just this incoherent. <laughs> wow. It, it's like you can't fix stupid. It's like Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> but but regional. Course. Right. So, of course, <laughs> all I'm able to do from that point on in the evening <laughs> is in my mind invent Boudreaux and Thibodeau stories where Thibodeau is... <laughs> Tricking Boudreaux into sucking his dick. <laughs> and all I want to do is like, tell these stories to the people uh, who clearly hate them and be offended by them. <laughs> but it's, I think it's like that's, that's why we are where we are. Because we would sit through one Boudreaux and Thibodeau story and instantly yeah. be like, Boudreaux, that's not a hot dog, you idiot. You know, it's like... <laughs> I love that name, Boudreaux and Thibodeau. Thibodeau. Yeah. That's Thibodeau. amazing. Well, and, that's... And, then, and then just like, you know, you're the dumb one because you don't know what that is. Like yeah, everyone but... is, is adhering Boudreaux and Thibodeau, like clutching their sides and like <laughs> leaning back. And... Yeah, Thibodeau, that's not a hot dog. That's my baton rouge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, red exactly. It's yeah. so funny. Uh, that, boy, that's a funny... I could picture you just in there pitching in your head and like stifling laughter, just like smiling unreturned at everyone, just you oh. know, like like bursting and giggling, and and everyone just enjoying themselves and me and me wanting to do auto fellatio stories. About- <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, uh, that sounds like a fun experience. Now, I, I feel like we should just probably get into the torture, but uh, I'll just briefly say I wanted oh, to yeah. talk, talk about Doug Flutie, who was up on stage with Herschel Walker at his event Ooh. the other night. So fuck Doug right. Flutie now. Like he was absolutely one of my first awesome sports memories was that Flutie pass. And uh, he's a hero in the Boston area wow. from the Boston area. And he was up there on stage with Herschel Walker. I know we don't always, like, get into politics, but I think it's pretty clear we're not Herschel Walker fans. Uh, So that sucked. I I feel like the Flutie pass, I was in my basement. Yeah. I I, I think I might be mistaking two days, but anyway, I'm I'm just going to say if I am. I, I think maybe for some reason we were holding my dad's 65th birthday party on that day. It was around Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I, I remember that my cousin, who's about 20 years older than I am, came over and he had just been married and he was driving a Mercedes, which was like one of the most Huge. impressive things I'd ever seen yeah. In, yeah. in, you know, 1984 Boston. Yeah. And that he drank a whole six pack of beer and I was like, wow. <laughs> I didn't know anyone could drink that much beer. And, and it being 1984 Boston, I'm sure he just drove home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah just a light buzz. Uh, yeah, anyway, so I was pissed. And now I'm pissed off at Doug Flutie. And now I say, Flutie, pass. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Get him out of here. Agreed. And also, Brady was a fucking hero last night. Again, I cried on the airplane. I don't want to get into it. But really? No, get into that. I, Why? I, I, so I was flying back from Boston last night. I had a late flight left at like 9 o'clock. So I'm watching the, the Bucks play the Saints in Tampa. And Brady looks like garbage. And the team is terrible. And they're just getting beat up and humiliated by the Saints at home. And and the Saints have this quarterback, Andy Dalton, who's sort of hilarious because he's got a lot of natural ability but always seems to kind of fail. So the Saints are just whooping the the Buccaneers' ass at home. They got, The Bucs got booed at halftime running off the Ooh, field. Wow. They're losing 16-3 to partway through the fourth quarter. Then fucking Brady kicks in. They get one touchdown back on a series of, you know, quick Dinkin' Dunkin' Donuts down the field and touchdown. Then you know, like, all they, they're like, if they can hold the Saints to a three and out, they'll get another shot. Of course, in that moment, Andy Dalton starts to just completely crumble and fail, getting <laughs> sacked. So the Bucks get the ball back. No timeouts. Clock is running. He's taking them down the field. And with, like, 10 seconds left, throws an absolute laser to one of his receivers for a touchdown in the end zone. Everybody's going nuts. Flag on the field. It's called back. So they get pushed back 10 yards. They still only have like the nine or 10 seconds. He gets one play, boonk, right out of bounds. Next play, dink, dump to the running back. Touchdown. They win with no time left on the clock. And he was running off the field with the great camera following him. So it says Brady and everybody's going nuts. And I'm crying on the plane. I was so happy for him because he looked so miserable. And I'm thinking to myself, he should have retired. He's going to retire after this game. He may retire. Our joke should have been the end of his career. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yes. We sent him off in style. I love that you've been so whipped now to call it our joke. Oh, no. (laughs) Being generous. It's it's been so, that's very nice of you. Yeah. So were you in coach while you were doing this? No. Of course not. I was was in a pod. Oh, Oh, the pod. Better than being on the ground. Oh, absolutely. The pod (laughs) is like the best thing in the world on JetBlue. Way to go, JetBlue. All right. Let's get it. Let's get into the bullshit. Let's get in to Johnny Jokes. Bravo, first class. <laughs> Here's Johnny. Oh, thank you. Beautiful. Now thank running you. off the field in disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> Here he goes. No name on his back. All right, Dalton. Uh, I may I may do a couple extra today in honor of John uh, Johnny Two's birthday. Oh, uh, nice. He's like, I wish you had told me that. A week ago. Okay. Uh, the may, Maybe you heard this. Speaking of France, the French baguette. Oh. The French baguette has been given protected status by UNESCO as part of their cultural heritage list. Yeah. 
Uh, concerned French citizens fear the protected status will make it far more difficult to pinch a loaf. <laughs> Everyone. When you said you had more this week, were you spelling weak W-E-A-K? <laughs> oh, uh, shit. Tip of the captain or McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me. I was going to give a psyllium husk callback after pinch a loaf. Can't now. Uh, here's a this sort of a Johnny wording joke. A uh, maybe you heard about this. A temple in Thailand has been left completely empty after all of the monks failed a drug test. Wow. Uh, locals say they became suspicious when the monks took a vow of crypto. <laughs> Goldie loves we, a crypto. We want the monk. <laughs> we gotta have the monk. <laughs> we want the monk. Yes, there it is. Someone who can sing. Uh, some sad that might news. be our first novelty track of the podcast. <laughs> we want the monk. What are you talking about? We've had like seven. We dedicated one to you, asshole. We should do de- a Demento style album, maybe. That's the I would yes. love that. Evolution. Yes. That's the idea. That's what's going to make us $20 a month. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, well, some sad news, JC. Get that finger ready. Hall of Fame pitcher Gaylord Perry passed away last week at the age of 84. He gone! Yeah, he gone. Uh, spokesmen for the family say while they are grieved, they are comforted by the fact that Gaylord is now being teased mercilessly in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> he looks elderly our entire lives. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, speaking of baseball, ugh, a lot of words in this joke. Uh, the New York Mets have had a busy offseason. Uh, first, they signed 38-year-old pitcher Max Scherzer. And just last week, they signed 39-year-old pitcher Justin Verlander, spending almost $90 million a year on just those two. Uh, the Mets GM said money is no object, and they are determined to win the 2009 World Series. <laughs> that was the Mets of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tim Tuffle. Uh, uh, here we go. This one. This one's easy. A, a woman uh, was struck in the face by a microphone tossed by Axl Rose at a Ooh. recent concert. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, the woman says she intends to sue and would not accept Axl's apology, even if he got down on his knees. <laughs> There, you're back in your wheelhouse. <laughs> and the last long one. Here we go. Oh, boy. Should have left on <laughs> I know I should have. And we'll, we'll confirm that after this long joke. But I wrote it. I'm reading it. As you All said. right. Uh, Nathan Levy, a Jewish UFC fighter, called out Kanye West saying, if you've got a problem with the Jewish people, come find me. Uh, he then added, if you're trying to find me on a weekday, don't take the Van Wick. Take the Cross Bronx to the West Side Highway and get off at 34th Street and then use the $12 all-day parking between 9th and 10th and maybe bring a sweater in case we fight outside. That's great. All right. Johnny, too. He fought that Good joke job. to Good a draw. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, well done in terms of quantity. Here we go. There are reports coming out of Russia that Vladimir Putin fell down a flight of stairs and defecated himself. Yeah. He then had his pants shot by firing squad. Okay. That's good. It's decision day in Georgia with a Senate election going right down to the wire, and everyone's watching to see if Herschel Walker can get in one last abortion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. One, two, punch. Got him. And in a sweeping new law, Indonesia has outlawed sex outside of marriage. Wow. Wait. So how are people supposed to have sex? (laughs) (laughs) Continuing. We know. know. Well, everyone's saying this upcoming Prince Harry documentary could completely upend everything we think we know about the royal family. Yeah, apparently the film contains shocking footage of Harry actually working. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, and finally. Yes. Brendan Fraser... Actor Brendan Fraser recently gained a hundred pounds to make himself virtually unrecognizable for a movie role. He then lost the weight and remained virtually <laughs> unrecognizable. Ah. Ah. Oh, what a break. 
birthday crop. What a birthday crop. That was great. That was great stuff. That was fun. That's funny. When Goldie, when I talked to my dad, who listens to this podcast all the time, he, he said again recently, he's like, I, Goldie does not like you. Trust me. <laughs> I said, so I was thinking during today's That's Johnny's dad. Take. That is a really funny, hilarious way of feeling this. <laughs> so, Dad, I promise he kind of likes me. I promise. Just tell him it's like Boudreaux and Thibodeau. <laughs> Boudreaux. Get, you know, one every week, you don't know who the fool is. <laughs> Boudreaux, that ain't no flashlight. <laughs> well, I'm definitely seeing a lit tunnel. <laughs> it's so funny. You brought up those names, Boudreaux and Thibodeau, and it immediately brings to mind there was a, a sports announcer for the Pittsburgh Steelers for decades. His name was Myron Cope. He had this sort of mid- mid-Atlantic accent. And I remember actually hearing a game that he broadcast one time when I was much younger. And there was some punt return where like two people who were going to catch the ball ended up like letting it drop between them. And it was some big gaff. And so he said, this guy, Myron Cope says, and they're standing out there like Alphonse and Gaston, you know? And I was like, I had no idea what that was. And it took me like a decade to find like some thesaurus of cultural illusions or something. And I saw there it was Alphonse and Gaston. And they were like two Frenchmen who sort of were being overly deferential to each other while their castle was being raided. And like, they never got anything. But it's just the idea that this Steelers announcer in the middle of a game would be like, and they're out there like Alphonse and Gaston. Like Boudreaux and Thibodeau. Such a great reminder of when we were kids, you would hear something you don't know and you would say, I guess I'll just not know that forever. (laughs) I know. I'll accept the fact that I'll... Never have any idea what they were talking about. <laughs> right. I'll have to wait for the future to catch up with me for me to possibly learn about that. That's a good... I, I would be fascinated to to do a study of cultures around the world having their two people who are... Two, each fool being greater than the last. Yes. I love that. Well, basically, that's... Um, I mean, not to get geeky on something you don't care about, but that's sort of like R2-D2 and C-3PO. Oh. That's kind of like their whole... They're the Boudreaux and Thibodeau of Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like the Frasier and Niles in a way. Yes. Right, you and know? the odd couple. And the... That's yeah, great. something That's great. fun to think about. Uh, well, so now we were talking about New Orleans up top and Baton Rouge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, Goldie, you had this idea, I think, based on your travels um, about something we can talk about this week. Did you want to tell the folks? Yeah, so I thought... It would be interesting to spend a few minutes talking about when you write scripts, pitches, show ideas, the where of it. Because I think I, and I don't know if you do, but I won't speak for you, but I remain fixated always on the who and the why. Right. And I feel like every producer, every show, every pitch leads with the who and the why. And then it's like, who are these people? Who are we watching? And why are we watching them? And it's like, why this show right now? And that always goes back to, like, the main character. Who is this person? And then sort of, like, is it their occupation? Are they, you know, on a police force? Are they the cop on the force that wants to do things the modern, you know, post-protest uh, way? Are they, like, stuck in their old ways? Are they running the restaurant and they want to do it the old way? And the new person comes in and wants to use the internet. But, like... Just as an afterthought, it always seems the where is then tacked on as like in an attempt to just add relevance to it. Like Portland seems like a place that's in the news yeah. a lot. So it takes place in, in Portland. Right. You know, or, it, mm-hmm. or, you know, I've never seen a show really set in Austin and Austin seems like a hot real it's estate market. So, so let's do it in Austin. But being in New Orleans and walking around and thinking to myself, God, there's so much going on here. I know nothing about it, but within an hour of being there, you can just see there's like the intersection of so many different cultures, the history of it, that it used to belong to France and then it was the United States. And before that, it was an independent territory. The the, the geography yeah. of it, the fact that you've got this, you know, lake, swamp, bayou outside that's completely, I don't want to say backwoods because that sounds pejorative. I don't mean it that rural. Let's just say. Right. Uh, And then this like very cosmopolitan, super fun city that, you know, during the day appears kind of like sketchy and and kind of like 
dirty and a little unsavory. And then at night lights up and it's like 1920s Paris with so much going on, the spirit of the fun. And you have college football around it. And yet, aside from Treme, I don't know that I've ever seen a show set in New Orleans. Yeah. Like, can right. you think of one? Can you well, think of a comedy? There, is, there isn't like one of those like CSIs. Okay, oh, but I'm, yeah, that, I, I don't I get even it. count that because yes. that's not on no, my I radar. Agree. And the no, but I, I totally to agree. It's there's a, there's a paucity of uh, New Orleans entertainment out right. there, and cool. and so I'm walking around, you know, and it's like the great restaurants and the and the people are, you know, the eccentric people and the the stay up late culture of it, and I'm thinking to myself, why has no one done a show in New Orleans? And that got me thinking that. The, it's such a strong wear that the wear thinking about the shows I like informs the who and the why to such an extent that it almost is the who and the why. And I wanted to go through some shows quickly and have, and I thought maybe you would have your own examples because th- this to me, yeah, kind of like got in my brain and brought it around and like I should just be thinking about this almost first before i think of everything oh, and i've been doing things completely right. ass backwards where it's like even when i pitched united we fall i was like well it's based on me and my wife and i had all this stuff and it's like we're at this time in our lives where look at here's my er bills from the last six months and i would show them in the pitch and they were like all you know a crazy story with each emergency room physics and my kids had been so insane beyond what i ever thought mm. and that then i just was like and they're from denver you know and i just added that because right. i just <laughs> been to denver and it yeah. seemed like not because I wanted to do yeah. something about legalized weed or something, but I thought, I, I thought like, well, you can have kind of a suburban life, but you're in the city if we want to go out. And, and that got me thinking also, I, I wanted to add, that when we, we made dads, when you made dads, when you made dads we, by yourself. We, no, we, we's and, good. And, we. And, and held a gun to my head and forced me to do dads uh, and move my arms hand around. Hand in hand, you, locked you said arms, you would, you, walking you said in you, together. You said you'd kill my family. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was set. Do, do you, JC? Do you know what city Dad's was set in? No. No. Well, the funny thing was because you, when we talked about this briefly, you mentioned Dad's and you mentioned you mentioned where it was set. I had yeah. completely forgotten. Oh. I would, okay. if you had asked me at that point where Dad's was set, I would not really. I should have, have saved it for on air. I know. So Dad's <laughs> took place in San Francisco. Oh, oh, breathe, live and breathe, San Francisco wow. for no reason. Like <laughs> other because it just seemed like you guys didn't want to say LA because we all know if you say LA in a pitch they'll go eh, it's too, too inside yeah. baseball right we can't do it in LA but there was nothing in the show <laughs> zero that that led you to inhabit the city of San Francisco and and thinking back I started to think you know a lot of times when you make these pitches people shy away from specific locations because they're then worried it won't seem universal it'll seem too specific but in specificity is universality the Easy things that people <laughs> like about the shows they watch and and the entertainment they consume is an entry point into a world they didn't know about and then seeing themselves in these other people and it got me thinking like god on dads had we dug into san francisco and had we had you know more of san francisco type employees in the video game company world had mm-hmm. it been more authentic to the types of eccentric people you saw in San Francisco, maybe the show would have done better. That, yeah, well, it couldn't have done worse. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> no, and, I, like, had I, I Eli lived in a more, like, had Warner been trying to raise a traditional family in this crazy environment and Eli had been embracing, like, the wildness of it more? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, would that did, have been something? It would have been something. It needed something because it was totally bland and anonymous. And, and you're, you're so right about this when I thought this was such a great idea when you brought it up because instantly and and I'm sure you have shows to talk about but I love shows that take place in England like I'll watch stuff on BritBox and That's Acorn true, and it's mostly about looking at like English countryside or London mm-hmm. or you know something set in a different time period and green fields and and farmhouses and I love that and it, and it instantly adds Place adds character. Yes. Like you yeah. know who certain people are in certain types of places and towns and cities. Like somebody who, 
you know, works in a, in a little shop in a little town, somebody who works on a farm in a town, you know, somebody who's a policeman in a little town, like they all have yeah. a, an extra added element of character because of that place. Yes. And yeah. I, like just even going through, I'm going to go through some shows that we talk about ad nauseum that I don't want to spend a lot of time on because it's kind of boring. And then just a couple like more modern shows. But like Seinfeld, obviously mm-hmm. capturing this 90s New York and George working for the Yankees and the soup Nazi and, and, uh, and all that. That I, And we've talked about how Friends kind of didn't do that. And to me, that's right. an exception to this rule. But the rest of the country, you know, either you live in New York and you go, oh, my God, I'm finally seeing this for the first time. Or you might visit New York once or twice in your life, but there's a fascination with it. Yeah. Yes. And they took... You know, they took advantage of that fascination. Same, you know, again, cheers, don't want to spend too much time. But the regionalism of it that they leaned Mm -hmm. into instead of just going like, I know, but we wanted the bar to seem like the middle of everywhere. And, you know, Boston seems like such a narrow prism. It's like, no, my God, Carl is like the most Boston person (laughs) there ever was. And you can't lean into it enough, it turns out. So right. And then even the Cosby show, uh, that part of Brooklyn you know, that they yeah, were living right. this, what you would thought was the suburbs, but they were doing it in Brooklyn, which added to their sort of elegance, right? Yes. That they're in the midst of New York City, they're living this way. So then you go into some of the dramas, like the great HBO dramas, like Sopranos, right? Like, yeah. you know, you put them in Vegas, it's a different show. You put them in Texas, I don't know if you have a show. Yeah. Boardwalk Empire, obviously that's all about Jersey. The Wire, like who knows anything about Baltimore, Baltimore. other than the people right. who live in Baltimore, <laughs> yeah. right? And now everything I know about Baltimore is because of The Wire. And then, you know, I would say even a show I love, like Love Boat, is the cruise ship. You go, I've never taken a cruise in my goddamn life, and I don't know if I ever will. But I like looking at it, you know, and more modern shows, White Lotus, that we've talked about. You know, I might not get to that part of Italy, but... Like the people who work in that hotel and live in that part of Italy and the people who are able to afford to go to that type of hotel and the people who aren't able to afford to go to that hotel but are at the hotel nonetheless and how they're at the hotel. Yes. Um, Abbott Elementary, right? Like Mm. you go, this is a specific school in a specific part of the city. Uh, Even reality shows like Last Chance You that I know you and I enjoy. Love it. Um, And the last one I wanted to mention was Cobra Kai in the Valley. So I, I... I yes. think it, it just highlighted to me that I feel like I've been going about writing totally wrong in a sense because I've not been thinking about this or incorporating it at all yeah. other than as an afterthought to make people go like, yeah, that that passes the sniff test of a place we wouldn't <laughs> mind saying because we think, you know, if we got a bunch of people in a focus group – yeah. They wouldn't be mad that, it, you know, you go, oh, it's it's here. And so people go like, good, you know, there aren't a lot of Jews there, so it's fine yeah, with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know Cleveland. Cleveland is an honest city. Yeah, um, that, that yeah. we're answering to an imaginary criticism in our head that people don't even have. Yeah. Well, and also to go back to how terrible Dad's was. So we <laughs> put it in San Francisco. And we, no, neither of us knew anything. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me and Wellesley. We didn't know anything about San Francisco. You knew much more about it, but it, even even you didn't really know it like the way someone who would know. I know like, tourist stuff. Yeah. And like we didn't even use your great, uh, you know, case of Bay Area joke. Which we, <laughs> oh, we should have had amazing. in there. Wow. Oh, God. <laughs> But yeah, so we didn't know anything about it. And just as you said, it just seemed like a cool city to name that people wouldn't, you know, balk at in some way. But just to talk about, and I didn't have nearly as many examples as you did, but JC and I were talking before we got on here. I would say a show that I love, The X-Files. It's so it was supposed to take place in sort of the mid Atlantic near like Washington, D.C. and all the, you know, quarters of of U.S. power. But everybody knew it was being shot in Vancouver and Mm. Vancouver and the climate, the weather, uh, the the grayness, the the everything was moist all the time. Like it added a creepiness to that show Mm -hmm. that that helped create the the ambiance when you would watch every week. So that was incredibly important to a show like like X-Files. I'm rewatching now on Hulu and I watched it when it was first on NYPD Blue. Oh. I loved that show. And so I've been rewatching it 
and I'm an idiot because I've been working in television for over 20 years. And it took me until this time watching it to realize that it was all shot in L.A. Like, oh, I, wow. I just thought like when I watched it the first time, I'm like, that's oh, it's New York because they dress it up with some great B-roll of actual New York. And then everything else is on that street on the 20th lot. That's and so funny. you know, shot in sets clearly <laughs> like... in L.A. But but they capture New York very well on NYPD Blue. Like you know, the word on the show back then was that it was gritty, and you get to see like people's yeah. butts and side <laughs> boobs, and it was all nothing sort of more like, New York than a dirty butt. <laughs> just a butt. Dennis Franz's butt is so New York. But the great thing about it, and I, it, it's interesting to me because this is Dennis Franz's, you know, masterwork, NYPD Blue. He plays a great character, Andy Sipowitz. And Dennis Franz sounds on the show like he's from Chicago. He has a very flat, like, yeah, you know, in your keister, pal. I'm going to see you. You're going to get acupuncture in your dirt shoot. You're going to be, you know. He said the other day, what did he say? Oh, he said, yeah, while well, you're up in Attica whipping your skippy. <laughs> Which was like <laughs> masturbating, <laughs> whipping your skippy. Uh, but he sounds like he's from Chicago, but that's it works for New York because to get back to New York, everything is in New York. So, can, like, if you write a show in New York, one thing, yeah. yeah. Boudreaux, that's not Skippy peanut butter, you idiot. <laughs> Thibodeau. Sorry, continue. <laughs> uh, well, it was funny when you were talking about uh, New Orleans before, I was thinking the show could be called Artie Gras. Artie Boudreaux <laughs> makes 90% of his money one week a year. <laughs> wow. That's great. Well, you gave me Boudreaux. But please continue on the NYPD. Yeah, because so, I was but, interested. I, I just had to make that joke. No, 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 no. So basically, it's the, just that then they capture New York while letting, you know, Dennis Franz gets to be like weirdly the Chicago accented guy. Because, mm -hmm. again, anyone who's been to New York knows everything is there. So there are people with Chicago accents. There are people who speak yeah. broken English. There are people who are very Jewish. There are people who are the opposite of very, you know, yeah. everything can exist in New York. And, and NYPD Blue captures New York very well for me. X-Files captures that creepy vibe of the Pacific Northwest that added so much to the show. And again, you know, you mentioned Sopranos. Like, that is just Jersey to the max. It's mm -hmm. so great. And you're right that we've been thinking about this wrong. We should be thinking about, like, what areas do we know? You know, what <laughs> yeah, can we write that, about? That are just interesting. And and one I, I really wanted to talk about because in its sort of nondescriptness, it it is universal, and I felt like really it achieved it. It's both the British office and then the American oh, office yeah. in mm -hmm. Scranton, Pennsylvania, because 95% of people are from somewhere that you would go, this is so bland and nondescript, yeah. Yes, and I want to get out of here, and you know, you either aspire to get out of here or you admire the people who did get out of there, and it just captured the people who don't get out of there and who stay there, like you go, like a Jim Halpern. Yeah. It's just the peak of his life was probably playing high school basketball and, right. and you know, you know, making the state octafinals and playing one game in the 76ers arena and that might have been it <laughs> right. and, and it, it captures what staying means like had we stayed in 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 massachusetts it's like unless you're a doctor or lawyer or something you're just working for fleet bank and the branch is probably out in like bill ricca and you're just there <laughs> william and, ricca. and doing that and it's like well what are those people like and i i feel like that's so hard to pitch because it sounds not exciting but there's a much deeper well there than there is in the you know surface flashy hip location that you know nothing about yes you're right yeah. you know it's funny when uh because coming from cape cod to boston you, you... cape cod that's yeah. I, I meant to make that point of you <laughs> yes. being on cape cod yeah cape cod is a is a great spot and tall of course keeps urging me to write something about cape cod yeah. of course she's right are there any shows that that you can no. think of? Yeah, let's do no, it. No, we're going to do it. I mean, Wings was ostensibly in that oh. area. It was Nantucket, I think. Wings, oh. uh, which was fun. But that was a vineyard, the area. Yeah, it could be the, vine could okay. be the vineyard. Um, but coming uh, from Cape Cod to Boston, you go on this stretch of road called the Southeast Expressway, which was like on the greatest hits of traffic reports for Goldie and, uh, for Goldie and me growing up. Um, they would always say things in reference to the Southeast Expressway. It backed all the way up to the gas tanks and all this kind of stuff. But there's a there's a spot, and Goldie, I'm sure you've heard this too, 
on the Southeast Expressway where you can get off at something called the Furnace Brook Parkway. And it's this like <laughs> Boston, you know, they mention that on traffic reports too. Like, you know, the Furnace Brook Parkway is bumper to bumper. That name, think about that. The Furnace, furnace brook. brook. Yeah. Like, it's disgusting. Like, <laughs> you, you know, you've got some fiery furnace from a factory that has, like, a brook running out of it. You know the amount of wa- undocumented waste that's going through the Furnace oh, Brook, yeah. and now there's this parkway right over it. So I thought that, like, a good name for a show would either be Furnace Brook Parkway or Furnace Brook, because it's just such a, a mixture of something terrible with something, you know, from nature. Yeah. Well, it's the answer to that question... When you drive by somewhere, whenever you go on a long drive that's longer than an hour and you pass somewhere and you just go, who lives here? Yes. <laughs> How is there a Chipotle? Right. Here? I know. How do yeah. they support it? And what are their lives like? And I think, you know, it, it provokes curiosity in such an organic way. And it's so satisfying to learn the types of people who live there rather than starting with here's the type of person I want to talk about. Now, where should I fucking just put it so we yeah. know where to shoot the B-roll? Have you yeah. guys ever seen um, driving north on um, up to the northeast? There's a town called Athol. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's yeah. a show. Isn't that its own show yeah, right there? That's, that's in that's between actually... where I grew up and where my mom grew up. <laughs> yes. So I would pass through. Yeah. Path yeah. Path. That's, that's, that's that a one. great title for a show. <laughs> You are now like entering Athol. Oh, well, it's, it's entering Athol. It's that's the, hilarious. Wow. Bravo. <laughs> Very well done. That's the much better pun based version of Shit's Creek. Right. Yes. <laughs> now Thank entering Athol. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we may have to work on that. That's pretty yeah. good. Well, you know, that area, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about that area. Okay. The Athol? <laughs> I will know. Because I've we been through the Athol. Yeah. And, uh, Paper mills mm-hmm. in uh-huh. that area. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, skydiving. Really? Ooh. Yeah, they do a lot of parachuting, and there's a little airport there, and hot that air ballooning and such. Cool. Wow, a lot yeah. of hot air coming out of Athol. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I don't know what's you happening see, right this now. Is, you may just cut this and, and pitch it. <laughs> a lot of pollution coming out of the Athol. Uh, yeah. That reminds me that uh, thanks to the psyllium husk, my uh, bowel <laughs> movements are now streaming on freeform. Thank you very much. <laughs> I had that thought when I was on the toilet. <laughs> well, if if we're done with that, should we read? We had an email we liked, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's read that email, JC. Yes. Okay. Great this topic. Is, yes. Thank you, Goldie. Um, this is from our friend, Frand. Brian Fischera. Oh, the fish. <laughs> the Today Show's Brian Fischera? Okay, I will read it. The subject is pitch deck question. Hey guys, first time, long time. My wife and I have written a couple of children's books in the hopes of turning them into an animated series. Originally, we wanted to go straight to animation, but we were told it would be an easier pitch if we had a, an established publication. Somehow, we pulled that off, but after a painful and brilliantly manipulative editing process, our story was nowhere near our original pitch by the time we printed. It's like we were catfished by our own book. (laughs) (laughs) Here is our current predicament. We create our pitch deck and get ready to do some pitching, and we are told by people helping us, quote, you should change the deck because right now educational program isn't selling. After a pandemic, they are buying fun, adventure, lighthearted stories. So we adjust the deck. We shift to a STEM-centered version of our story to a fun, adventure-based story. Of course, uh, of course, after that, without a whiff of irony, we're told, quote, you know what's selling right now is educational stories. At what point can you just pitch your idea the way you see it instead of chasing a trend? Thank you for an outstanding podcast. All three of you are greatly appreciated. Brian Fischera, five foot eleven and three quarters inches. <laughs> <laughs> he includes his height because uh, we have sort of a, an Instagram friendship, and uh, and I thought that he was like five foot five. 
just in his by, by his Instagram and his all his pictures, he just I don't know. He looked to me like he was a very short person. And uh, when when I actually got a chance to talk to him about it, I told him that, and he said, on "I'm five eleven and three quarters." Yeah, you said this on his uh, radio uh, show. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, when when I was on that show. But uh, first of all, I wanted to just say, apropos of our earlier discussion, that uh, Boudreaux, that's not a pitch deck. <laughs> uh, but well, clearly. Yep. Thibodeau, I'm already in there, so <laughs> we may as well pitch what we got. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I obviously, uh, you know, Goldie, we have some some thoughts about this. I I feel like clearly the the short answer is that you should have just fought harder for what you wanted, but it's easy to say that yeah. sitting here now. What what did you think hearing this email, Goldie? I would say first, congratulations on doing a lot of work yeah. and getting to the point where you're doing the thing that you want. Um, yes. the, the second thing I would say is, you know, look, we all make decisions of how badly do we want to do this. You know, we have a partner and they may not want to do it our way. So we adjust, we adjust, we adjust till it's uh, unrecognizable, not what we wanted to do. But in our heads, we're going, it's better to have a TV show that, is, that isn't what I want than to not have a TV show at all. So that's obviously yeah. a decision you have to make personally. But I, I would say my perspective on it now, and maybe I'm in a bit of a position of luxury because I have a nice, stable job and, and don't need it, is I, I would say you're never going to win by chasing the market. It's the same as the stock market. By the time you think something is happening, it's over. Yes. And so you <laughs> won't win. So you go like tech stocks are going up. So you go, I'm going to buy a lot of tech stocks. Well, it's like everyone's selling their tech stocks because they made a huge profit already. And now you're, you bought it at the top and they're going down. Yeah. So now you have to hold and hope the value goes back up to where it was. And by sort of not having a conviction of what you want, it, it, it in a way probably limits your ability and your passion for fighting for a specific vision of it. And, and that, I don't know, if, if you're not excited about it, it it's just really hard to convey excitement and it's really hard to then do the job. And I don't think you're going to win anyway. Like the odds of hitting the market where it's at are pretty small. I'd be curious to know who's telling you these things. Like when you say we're hearing, is it like an agent or a manager? And, and just remember that everyone's always wrong because (laughs) I mean, that's, I think the William, William Goldman, the famous screenwriter said, nobody knows anything there. It's like, they might not be buying educational programming till they hear yours. Right. And they might not want to buy fun programming till they hear yours. And the differentiator is going to be quality and not just that it, it drops into something that they think they're going to buy at that moment, I yeah. would say. That's amazing. Wise words. Those are wise words. Yeah. yeah obviously, congratulations, Brian. Yeah, and Brian. Dylan, his lovely wife, who's on the Today Show program. She uh, talks about the weather, John. She lets wow. you know if it's going to be chilly in Athol. <laughs> Is it going to be wet in Athol? Oh, right? it's going to be damp. For sure. uh, uh, JC, you'll have to think about your credit on that show, uh, entering Athol, what you want it to be. I am, I am there. Executive producer. Yes. <laughs> That's our little joke in the credits. Executive producer <laughs> entering Athol. Yeah, that's great. Um, all right. Well, that was a fun topic. Great email. Um, and now let's get into a portion of the show we like to call Top Five. Top Five. Boom. Oh, JC, take it away. This week, our Top Five was Top Five Iconic Buildings or structures. So can I add something? So I finally figured out this week. Every week we <laughs> announce top five and then we go into this Scramble. sort of paralysis where we look at each other on the Zoom and we say, do you want to go first or you go and then I'll go. And then, and then I realize there's only one order that makes sense ever for us to do, which is the person who thought of the category goes first. Yes. Yes. The person <laughs> who is thinking of next week's category goes last. Yes. By process of elimination, that means the only person left 
should go second. That's the only order that makes any sense that we can do. Why have we been debating every stupid yeah. week? And so then, I don't go fourth. What do we do this no, week, Boudreaux? Well, Tim Doe, I think you thought of the topic, so you go last. But Boudreaux. After you, Alphonse. No, after you, Gaston. And then after that, we'll have to figure out the high note order, which will then be a different set of logic. Oh, yeah, because so. we, we got a whole bunch. Oh, geez, high note. That's right. I know. Okay. okay. So uh, uh, top five iconic buildings or structures. My number five is, I mean, the Sistine Chapel. It's beautiful. Mm. I don't know. I know. Yeah. I know. Let's try not no, to. Be no, no, no. That's good. I think it's that's beautiful. Good. And you know how you're not supposed to take photos, photos when you're in there? Photos. Obviously, everyone is. And I was yeah. the person who was like thinking I was so um, cool and sneaky and had my camera facing the seal. I don't know. I was an idiot. But um, yeah. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> that, that, the Sistine Chapel always makes me think of Goodwill Hunting when Robin Williams has that. One of the best speeches I think in movie history, when Robin Williams is out with Matt Damon on that bench in mm-hmm. the uh, in Boston, and uh, just telling him he's like, "You think you know everything about art, but you can't tell me what it smells like in the Sistine Chapel." And, uh, yeah. the, that whole speech is great, but it's amazing. Uh, when I went to the Sistine Chapel, I was like, you know, nineteen and just shuffled through and was like, "Where are we getting lunch? Is there a <laughs> McDonald's near here?" <laughs> McDonald's, amazing. Um, okay, I might be biased. But my number four is the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, that what is. a building. Yeah. What you know, a building Or that structures. Is. I know, I know. I'm right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've never been here, but it looks amazing. Um, the Taj Mahal in Agra, oh, India. Oh, yes. One Have of, you guys one of your, been? One of the best Mahals there, there is. <laughs> Well, uh, have we been to India? What do you think? I don't know. No. <laughs> worldly. Also, no, I think Mahal in Tagalog means my love. In oh. like in my in my mom speak native All speak. of Mahal. <laughs> yeah, there you All go. Of can you Mahal. can you see Alex Sulkin walking into the Ganges? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. Uh, Maybe smoking the Ganges. Like yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm gonna pull my dungarees up and put my feet in the Ganges, tall. <laughs> May I contribute my poop to the Ganges? <laughs> Can everyone turn away while I crouch my anus, my athol, into the Ganges? Oh, my asshole. Okay. Um, my number three, I've never been here. I really want to go, um, is the... I always called it the Gaudi, but it's the Sagrada Familia. What's that? I think I'm saying it right. But it's that church that's still being built... In Barcelona, oh yeah, Barcelona, yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, it's it looks wh- like dripped sand. Like yeah, when you make I, a it's dripped like, sand thing. Yes, yeah. it's my dream. I really want to go see this this place just for that one building. Okay, and then my number one, the Great Pyramids. I've also I also would like to go to that. How did they build them? I don't know. Aliens. I, yeah, I, yeah, gotta I, be. I could be convinced. They said it was Jews, but <laughs> no. the Jews I know couldn't have built that. <laughs> no, they wouldn't have. <laughs> they wouldn't have. Yeah, nope. Uh, all right. Who's next? I'm kidding. It's me. Okay. <laughs> Number five. I'm going to go with Rockefeller Center. Oh. I just, listen, we all have our complicated history with Saturday Night Live and that area, but yeah. you, the excitement of being in and around that building was palpable. I really enjoyed yeah. my time there. And it's a gorgeous, you know, Art Deco yeah. building on the inside, cool elevators, lobby, all that shit. You know, sorry, really quickly yeah. interrupt you. I heard that there is that it was built with Nazi um <laughs> like beams and there <laughs> No wonder you like it so much. <laughs> <laughs> There is actually like a panel in one of the adjoining, like in the buildings, because you know it's kind of a a group of buildings. Yeah. That you can open it, and there's still a logo. Like you can still like a swastika. Yeah, like a yes. I don't. I don't know if it's actual or like the golden eagle. I don't. You know what? I've never seen it, so I can't really speak the truth. Like what the truth is, Jesus. but I heard this from somebody who's obsessed with the history of mm. of Rockefeller. Center. You go to Keith Morrison of Dateline's office. <laughs> yeah. He ushers you to a to behind his mini fridge, and then he opens a panel and goes, "Hey, there's a swastika." <laughs> they say Hal Wilner is in the wall. All oh right, wait, number- wait, sorry. <laughs> hey, go. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry, Hal. We love you, Hal. And we loved you, Hal. Um, 
Number four. For no me, idea who that is. That he was the <laughs> iconic he was the sound music, guy, right? Yeah, music supervisor and just an amazing like oh, music. He, he looked like a Mad Magazine drawing of a hippie. Yeah. He never said discovered... hi to me when I was a page. <laughs> well, he, never, he would have never come down to the stage yeah. level. He was always kind of in he his He discovered office. Jeff Buckley. Oh. Yeah, he's in the document. Now movie I know who it. to be mad at. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, number four for me, possibly partially based on Spinal Tap, Stonehenge. 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 Oh, I'd love to go. That's a great structure, Stonehenge. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Uh, what were they doing? Number three, <laughs> this is just for the joke, the Burj Don't Call Me Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> Very tall building. I love the scene in Mission Impossible. I'll just, uh, I'll say that. So I think it's cool to be the tallest building in the world. I just think that's cool. Um, number two is the Dakota. Oh, Dakota. Wow. The Dakota. Why New York in here? Yeah, beautiful. You could apart- own a place in the Dakota, maybe. Well... I, I occasionally will look on it. and But honestly, the Dakota is famous for its giant apartments, which they've now broken up into smaller ones, which oh. is the only reason that I could oh. possibly be there. But Rosemary's Baby was also filmed there, oh. which I love. And that was a big, again, that's the wear of Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. Number one, and this is so weird. It's I've never been there. I'm not the kind of guy who would really care. But every time I see pictures of this place, I'm like, that is fucking incredible. It's a place called the Trinity Library in Dublin. Whoa. It's maybe the coolest looking, amazing library I've ever seen. So I, I had to give it number one. It's so impressive. Wow. Hmm. That's it. So I my list is, again, kind of basic bitch. And I didn't like Google. And I, I'm not very well traveled. So I, I try to stick to things I've seen pretty much. Sure. Uh, so number five, I want to say the new Dallas Cowboys stadium. Ooh. Yeah. When I went in there and the first time I saw that giant LCD LED monitor. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. And you literally almost died. I, I literally <laughs> almost died from alcohol consumption oh, no. outside of, Ouch. outside of the stadium. But, uh, at, at one point I was lying in the grass and a cop said, you either have to stand up or go to the hospital and I really had to think about it um, but it's it's just so impressive I don't know if like a, you know with the new SoFi Stadium if it remains as impressive but it was number four can't believe Alec didn't say this for what it means to us Fenway, Fenway Park. Park. Oh, yeah. I used to live Fenway behind Park. Fenway. You're right. The whole I didn't region. I didn't wow. think of it. I didn't think of it. But I uh, would have been would have been on there for sure. Uh, number three. Uh, I'm going to say for the feeling you get when you go there, the Vietnam Memorial. Oh. And it yeah. just lays into stark detail. The, so the many, total loss. So many yeah. buddies. Of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number two, again, can't believe no one said this. The Empire State Building. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have gone Chrysler Building if I was going to do one of those two, but yes. But everyone in their mind when you hear Empire Stapling, you have to go there. You have to see it. You yeah, have to I know yeah, what it is. Yeah, true. Yep. And number one, JC, pyramids. Whether it be it Incan or Egyptian. Yes, that's a good uh, point. Ooh, Inca do. I want to see what the aliens did. Uh, yes, I mean, please. You, you two are over 50 or a couple of Gizas. Oh, hey, thank hey you. <laughs> wait, wait, Alec, what was your number four? Yeah. What was it? Um, <laughs> hold on. Let me check. <laughs> Great question. Because you went from 30 Stonehenge. Stone. Oh, I forgot. Stonehenge. How can I forget Stonehenge? (laughs) I read them all. (laughs) Don't you try and get me there. Um, All right. That was so now, Goldie, you were last. All right. So I'm up for next week. I went last. We successfully executed the order. (laughs) Yes. Mm. Here's the topic Brace yourself. I'm braced. (laughs) The top five illegal things you want to do. Whoa! Oh, out of nowhere. That'll be interesting. If you could, if you could get away with it. Yeah. Well, obviously, that's great. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Broadening it. I mean, it doesn't involve five songs, but and, we'll make do. Or Athol's. Athol. Now entering Athol. <laughs> Uh, those those were very fun. Great list, JC. It sounds like a fun one next week, Goldie. And now let's end the show like we always do on a high note. Woo! 
Thank you, Tom and Max. That was excellent. Uh, I understand Tom, our Morty, uh, has some uh, new employment. Uh, so he's unavailable to, oh. to come here as often as he'd like. Congratulations. Uh, but I'm not at liberty to say what it is. I guessed possibly it was a uh, reboot of Dagwood. Is he, a, <laughs> is he an assistant to a new paramedic? <laughs> That's right. How did he get the gig? Uh, right along with Max Pross. Anyway, Tom, good luck. Uh, and we miss you. And yes. come back anytime. All right, high note. I'm kicking it off this week. I don't care. Man, men first. Men, <laughs> women, and children last. Uh, I'm going to say uh, the high note this week, and JC, you can hop on my back for this one, is our buddy Goldie. Yes. Down in Boom. that bottom square for me. <laughs> who had his birthday. He avoided yes. all real emotions at Universal. But Goldie, you are, you are so funny. And I put this on my Instagram post. Like, we met now. We've known each other over half of our lives, which is kind of crazy. A little wow. bit. Just a little bit over half mm. of our lives. <laughs> And you have been making me laugh since the first time we met online at, at Gotham or whatever stand-up club it was. And I've been so grateful to have you in my life ever since. You're, you carry this podcast like Barry Sanders yes. carried the Lions to, to no <laughs> playoff wins for so many seasons. Um, but you're hilarious. You're awesome. You get the high note. Absolutely. Yes. Happy birthday, I'm jumping buddy. on. I'm jumping Jump on. on. It oh, is. Look, I, I know you hate this, <laughs> but what no. what is so um, wonderful and elegant about you is well, elegant. Yes, is mm. that you will always show up as a genuine human. Doesn't wow. matter your mood. You will all. You will never put on a fake smile. Or it's just. Um, it's kind of an inspiration because it just, you allow us to be ourselves. And That's I really true. appreciate that. Well right. said. Well said. Well, I don't know if Boudreaux can have two Thibodeaux. <laughs> but if he could. Uh, I, I thank you for that. Those, that's very kind. I, I do appreciate it. And I'll, I'll just say, like, my high note is perspective that, you know, I, this is what I really didn't want to do, but when you hit these these numbers and, and it just signifies like, I've been around the sun this many times. And if you turn around and just see how far you've walked and it's not just, it's not a straight line. It's, it's, it's an ascension as well. You're, you're, you're going upwards. You're getting closer to the peak, which is a very narrow spot. And then you become nothing after that. But just by putting one foot in front of the other, you kind of can't believe how much you can see from from where you are. And uh, I've, I've just been grateful. This, I mean, you guys are part of this and, and the friendships along the way. And, and just I, it's staggering that just by sort of like waking up and doing stuff like how privileged I've been, how much I've been allowed to see, how many like good meals, how many people I've been allowed to to meet. So I, I just am grateful for, you know, continuing to be alive, I guess. Yeah. And uh, you know, hope there's some decent stuff ahead. There will yes. be. Oh, Goldie, <laughs> God, gotcha. And you have that thing when you wipe the, t the tears out of your eyes, your glasses just go any every which uh, way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Don't cry out loud. <laughs> I know. No, please keep crying yeah. out loud. We love it. Yeah. It's, and you see it's doing wonders for our ratings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, very well said, Goldie. Yeah. Touching. Thank you. Love you. Um, yeah, I can't, can't wait to give you a big non-hug when I see you. Yep. I'll oh, wait, wait. That. We built this Goldie. Oh. Yes. <laughs> we built this Goldie. We'll talk to you again next we week. This Goldie. Ugh. Really? We built this Goldie. <laughs> All right, thanks everybody. We'll talk to you again next week. While you're up in Attica whipping your skippy. skippy.